Welcome to Podcast at VoteRight. I am Lucretia McCulley, Head of Scholarly Communications at VoteRight Library. Our author today is David Kitchen, Associate Dean of Strategic Planning and Summer Programs in the School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Dr. Kitchen is the author of a new book, Global Climate Change, Turning Knowledge into Action, published recently by Prentice Hall. Taking a cross-disciplinary approach, Dr. Kitchen examines not only the physical science, but the social, economic, political, energy, and environmental issues surrounding climate change. His goal is to turn knowledge into action, equipping students with the knowledge and critical skills to make informed decisions and participate in the public debate. David, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. And to start off our conversation, what inspired you to write on this particular topic? You said it very much at the beginning. I think climate change is one of the key issues which faces us in society today. And I've been involved in teaching and understanding climate change for many years, even before I came to Richmond as a geologist. So I started off looking at climate change from a prehistoric perspective of how climate naturally changes over time, but got increasingly drawn into the science of climate change today. That clearly shows us that we need to do something. And there seemed to me to be this disconnect between science courses and those that said, so what? This is the science. What can we do about it? And that, of course, takes us right into social science, political science, into how we turn our knowledge into action, hence the, the subtitle of the book, um, in a hope to reach out to undergraduate students, but others, um, to try and show them that we, first of all, that climate change is a serious issue, but then beyond that, that we can actually do something about it, we can actually make a change that will help us in our own lives, but more particularly our children and our grandchildren. Great, thank you. And how do you think the University of Richmond community could use this book? I think one of the nice things about working here is the University of Richmond has, through, through the president, has made a commitment to becoming carbon neutral in the future. Um, so we're immediately right up front accepting that climate change is a serious issue. So myself and my colleagues in environmental studies and in geography uh, and, and others in, in biosciences as well are trying as much as possible to um, bring this to the attention of students, uh, introduce aspects of climate change into courses to show that it is a multidisciplinary um, question or problem that we face. Um, and then hopefully then students will start to turn that into action within the university itself. Of course we have Megan in our sustainability office working very hard with the students and the idea here I suppose is that from the top down being the president's commitment from the bottom up working with our, our students, we might actually create real change uh, for the future. And there's a lot of cynicism, and there's a lot of um, basically the social counter-movement against climate change action. Um, the cynic in me might say that's well funded by interests who really don't want to see us introducing any kinds of carbon taxes or in any way change the way we do things at the moment. In my opinion, that change is is um, like all change has its casualties, but in the total sum, it actually would be a benefit to us. And so one of the things I also try and do and, and try and work with our students is because many people have become immune to the, the um, rhetoric of climate change, even the term climate change or global warming, it's become associated in many people's minds, some of our students and even probably faculty, with left-wing, socialist-minded environmentalists. And yet, it's my strong opinion, 
and perhaps I worry at night more about this than about the climate change itself, is what the impact climate change will have in the future on our employment and our national security and our energy security. And I think we're losing a real opportunity to take the lead in the world, not just in terms of our moral and ethical leadership, but also in our economic leadership of what I think will be a major change which takes place over the next one to two generations of how we produce energy, how we use energy. Great. Thank you. And just a, a step further, um, how would you envision undergraduate students using this book for their study and research? That's a nice one because the book's designed for undergraduates, <laughs> so I wrote it with that in mind. Mm -hmm. um, it, throughout the book there are a whole series of questions which cause the students to reflect not just on what they've read, but also on the on the so what questions. One of the things I always tell, I'm sure other faculty do the same things to students is, okay, you've gone through this, but tell me, so what, what difference does it make? So you've learned this knowledge well, how will that change your outlook, how will that impact what you're doing uh, in the future? So yes, it's, it's fundamentally designed for undergraduates with actually little experience of science, although it does address the science in some depth and places. It'll take students somewhat out of their comfort zone if they haven't a strong science background, but that won't deter them, won't restrict them from understanding the basis of the book. And I've had students go through this a few times now, and it seems to work quite well. Great. So it sounds like it could be used in a number of different dif disciplines. Yes, I, I, yes not, it, although it's fundamentally a science text, mm -hmm. uh, half of it really doesn't deal directly with the actual science, it's more the appliance of that science. It's the so what. So we know this. Well, what can we do with it? What barriers stand in the way of progress? What's reasonable? What's not reasonable? And that's uh, those again. I think if we're teaching our students not just the knowledge, which is easy, most of the knowledge and that they could get from different places, but as the synthesis, the application of knowledge, the coming up with strategies to actually make change happen. That's where I think our students should be thinking. That's I believe what this university is, is, is about in the first place. Right. Thank you. And the students contribute or assist you with the development of this book? Big time. <laughs> yes. I've written, as many of our, our faculty have, of course, uh, scientific papers. Uh, but the focus and the style of writing is very different. Uh, I knew I could do that, and I've done it successfully, but I didn't know if I could write this style, um, which, of course, is still formal, but more relaxed than a scientific paper would be. And I was glad to find out that it seems that I can do that. The feedback I got early on was quite good. But I, I, I've been teaching climate and climate change for a long time, long before this book came along. So I introduced the early chapters into my into my classes and asked the students for feedback and see what worked, what didn't work, which which explanations and some of the sciences involved for students who don't have a background in science. So I've tried to approach this in different ways mm -hmm. to make it clear to them. And so I got the feedback on what was an absolute disaster and what worked best. And uh, I hope that encapsulated the what worked best into the book. Wonderful. Sounds like a good collaborative effort. Uh, a lot of students helped me, big time, yeah. And my last question, how did library services support you in writing this book? Mainly through a lot of my, this book, most of the work that I did was at home at weekends. Mm -hmm. My dean was very supportive of me, but I have other duties during the day, which didn't allow me to spend a lot of time doing this. But through research facilities, yes, through, through online databases and research uh, uh, papers that I needed to, to get, which I couldn't get through other means. Um, the library was very helpful, both the resources that you have here, but when I needed it through interlibrary loan as well. So the library was very supportive. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you. So thank you, Dr. Kitchen. Global climate change, 
Turning Knowledge into Action is available in Boatwright Library and it will be on sale in the University Bookstore.